when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. Now that's what I call depressing. It's gonna make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope wanna jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend whilst in Sail Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub, or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS.
out there in Radio Land. This is Amanda Burse, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the... Hey folks, just wanted to check in prior to the playing of the interview. Today, our interview is with Mr. Mike Gamp, who is the Philadelphia Auto Show director. And this year, we were at the first full Saturday of the Philadelphia Auto Show from 2020. What an impressive show, even coming from someone who's not a car guy. Right off the bat, they had what I got to see. Over 750,000 square feet of display. They feature things from pre-production cars, classic, exotic. They had some Hollywood film-used vehicles. They had also this year the nation's first ever fastest supercar display, which you will hear discussed briefly. And obviously with the video version of this, you'll see a couple images. There is usually over 250,000 guests minimum. And you'll hear discussed about the influence of people purchasing vehicles and how they go to find out what the guests like, don't like, all that fun stuff. But they do everything, which was key, giving back to the community, which you'll hear about. But they also do everything from test drives to getting up and close to the vehicles and everything in between. So why don't we go ahead and jump right into the interview. Record, that might help. Coming from the 119th Philadelphia Auto Show, we're actually on looking from the balcony, uh, media room, whatever you want to call it. I am here with one of the executive directors. And Mike Gemp is the auto show director. Okay, I figured I yeah I didn't get a last name from you, Mike. No problem. So that's why I figured I'd ask. Uh, obviously, we're here on February eighth as this recording, uh, opening day. First and foremost, I want to ask about last night because the obviously the organization does a lot of charity for kids and such, and you had your annual black tie event last night. How did that go? And yeah. Do we have an idea of how much money we raised? Well, we don't have an idea yet, but uh, every year, like you said, we open it up with a charitable function, and that's our black tie tailgate. And this year, all the proceeds from that evening, everything that's made that night goes directly to Children's Hospital and the nurses' department within Children's Hospital. So, you know, the nurses are kind of the unsung hero of, yes. of the, the hospital over there, and they, they really, if you think of any patient that comes into Children's Hospital, the nurses are somehow touching that patient and making that patient's experience what it is. So we couldn't think really of anybody better. It's the third year we're supporting the nurses. And over the past two years, we've given them almost $1.2 million. And uh, so we're waiting to see what we generated last night, but we're hoping to add to that uh, quite a bit. Now, is that 1.2 uh, just from last year, you said? or Last two years. So the okay. last two years that we committed, we raised almost $600,000 each year for the nurses. Now... Not to sound greedy or anything like that, do you think we can maybe hit the $2 million mark this year to, to help them out since it's a good cause? Well, I'd love to. If we uh, had more support and more people buying tickets, we could hit that mark. So, like I said, everything we make on that evening 
goes directly to the nurses. So nothing nothing is held back. After we pay the bills and we pay for the food and the drink and everything else, every dime that's made from the event, whatever is made from that event, whatever is generated uh, from the generosity of the people attending, goes directly to the nursing department. We don't keep a thing. Well, that, you know, the uh, Children's Hospital and the Nurses Department is definitely a great organization to work with. Uh, but let's talk about the show that's going on here on the floor. Uh, have you had a chance to really walk around before things got going to see what's going on here for 2020 and some of the new displays? Oh, I definitely have. My uh, my feet are already tired. We have 11 football fields worth of space here. So if you can imagine that, we take up 750,000 square feet. Every hall on the upper level of the, of the Pennsylvania Convention Center basically spanning from 11th to 14th Street, including the Grand Hall. And then downstairs, we have another 125,000 square feet of tuned and tricked out vehicles, trucks, Jeeps, uh, motorcycles, everything you can think of in our dub show. So uh, up on the main floor, what you and I are looking at, I know it's uh, you know hard, you can't really see through a podcast, but we're looking at the main floor. So we'll, this have, is our, we'll have some pictures as well. Oh, good. So this is our main manufacturer area. So obviously, the main reason we're having the auto show is for the manufacturers to get their new and exciting vehicles out in front of the public. Well, obviously, I know you're not in the sales side of things when it comes to these different dealerships and stuff, but obviously Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Auto Show anyway, is one of the most popular shows in the country. Uh, from your side of things, do you notice an increase in sales for certain dealerships or what kind of feedback do you get from these uh, makers, the automakers? Yeah, so as the dealer association, we actually represent 190 dealership rooftops throughout uh, Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Delaware, and Chester counties. So we have a very good pulse on the dealership network and how they're doing and how the show impacts them. This is obviously our largest consumer-facing um, project that we put together. Now, for the auto show, we involve almost 500 dealers because we include everybody that could be in that designated marketing area, including northern Jersey, southern Delaware. Our reach is huge. So we do an extensive survey of the people leaving the show with the University of Pennsylvania. And then 11 and a half months later, we actually follow up with those people who gave their survey information to us and ask them one question, did you buy a car? As of yesterday, we just got those results back from last year's auto show. Okay. We had 255,000 people attend the show last year, 47% of which went on to buy a vehicle in the following 12 months of the auto show. 95% of them said that they were influenced by what they saw here on the show floor. So that's how impactful it is to the dealers in this, in this community. Now, based on those numbers there, and I'm not a super numbers guy, you know, I have to actually sit down and use calculators and <laughs> maybe all, all 10 fingers and toes there. Uh, but with all those numbers there and a very high percentage, is there any particular model? Is it more high-end cars, your daily drivers? What Do they give you feedback on what people are purchasing, those who are making purchases? They, they do. So when, when we survey them when they're leaving the show, we ask for, you know, typical demographic, uh, demographic type questions. We also ask, what are you in the market for? The great thing about the show for the dealers, we have almost an equal segment, 20% of every age group you could think of, 18 to 24, 25 to 36, 37 to 40. It, it breaks down almost perfectly. So whether you're looking at a first-time car buyer, somebody who's maybe a little bit more uh, financially stable, wants to buy something that's a little bit more luxury-oriented, um, we have an equal segment of those buyers. And within those buyers, it's almost an equal range of income as well, anywhere from people making 20 to 40, 40 to 60, 60 to 80. So the people on the floor, it's a great section of, of just what the whole entire Philadelphia area is. Um, all ages, all demographics, all financial abilities to buy, which is why you have an Audi and a Porsche, uh, 
right down the aisle from all the other brand makers that have cars starting from in the Toyota, uh, yeah, exactly. Hyundai. Yeah. So uh, you said you had a chance to walk around a little bit, feel a little bit in pain and whatnot so far. Uh, what has been your favorite thing to see this year so far? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a sucker for the supercars. So in addition to the manufacturer spaces, we try to entertain people as well. Because yes. they're here to get information, but we want to entertain them. And what we found over the years is people that come looking for cars want to be entertained by different kinds of cars. So we have extensive lineup of movie cars, cars that were like... Hollywood rides yeah, listed as, Exactly. Yes. Literally screen-used vehicles from Baby Driver and, and, well, Toy Story is, you know... As close as you can get, right? Yeah. But the Ford versus Ferrari car that we have was the screen-used car, and that's up for an Oscar coming up this weekend. So, you know, it, it's stuff like that, and then you have an extensive lineup of classics from Antique Auto Club of America and NJ Car. But the exotics we have, uh, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, Bentley, um, Rolls-Royce, and then in the back we have this supercar lineup with a with a brand-new Quattara that's the first delivered on the East Coast. It's an amazing vehicle sitting right next to the other SSC Aero. Um, every car in the CF Charities booth at one time or another was a land speed world record holder. And the, SS, uh, the new SSC Twitara is going to go and try to steal the land speed record next month. He's already got the location picked out from the Conestag, which is sitting right next to it. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say that, and I, I was actually down there when I got the phone call to come back up to chat with you. I was actually getting some pictures of that vehicle there, mm -hmm. the new uh, Twitara there. And the car right next to its left from the direction I was looking anyway. It was 15 of 15, yep. and it was given the statistics, yeah. which will show you some of the pictures and whatnot of the different vehicles we're talking about here. But uh, obviously, I've also, I have also saw on the Auto Show's website, you're bringing in different folks from different walks of life. I know uh, currently, as we speak, uh, Alshandra, you got World Be Free, you got some people from soccer and skateboarding, and you know, trying to attract people of those fan bases as well to come in the door. Uh, have you ever seen a... Do you get a chance to talk to these people about what they like seeing besides the vehicles and the entertainment side of things? Too? Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the attendees are very, very good about sharing their feedback with us on what they want to see at the show. So Honda and Toyota and other manufacturers like Subaru has puppies in their booth. And yes. Honda is bringing in, like you said, a, a skateboarder. They're bringing in, they have Alshon Jeffrey down there right now. Um, so they, the manufacturers are trying to show people when they come to the show, they realize it needs to be entertaining. Yeah. And they want to show the different relationships they have and the different things that they do throughout the course of the year, whether it's community giving, uh, Subaru, for example, with national parks and puppy rescue. Um, to let people realize who they are as a company outside of just the vehicle that they, they build and that they want to sell them. Um, so they're here trying to sell a message and an experience as much as they're trying to sell a vehicle. Okay, and I know you have some... Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, he's got some company here saying hello, it's all good. Uh, but uh, I'll let you be able to go do your other thing. But my last question for you is, as far as the influence, being from the association, everything you oversee the region you mentioned. Uh, how much influence do you guys have as far as you guys can do this, you can do that? You, you know, talking to dealerships and going through the logistics of setting, because it's just looking at everything seems like such a huge undertaking between setting up booth space to getting the cars here, just everything that most people don't think of attending the show. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's 
And what I've learned over the years is people really love to know what goes into the behind the work show, uh, stuff that actually makes the show happen. And, and you're right, our staff of about 10, really from about September on, all we're doing is auto show production. Whether it's graphics and advertising by working with the manufacturers, everything they do in their booth, uh, we know about. We're helping with logistically, we're helping lay out, we're helping them figure out um, how to get people in, how to get people out, how to set up activations, how to get activations out. Um, so we have our hand really on the pulse of everything that's going on in the floor. And our manufacturers are our partners. Our dealers are our members, and the manufacturers are our partners. So all of us work together to really make the show what it is. And then it's our job as producers to make sure we let the attendees know everything that's available to them on the floor before they buy their ticket. What can I do when I go there? Ford has a great simulator in their booth. State Farm has simulators. Here's a really cool simulator now for Romeo that you can actually sit in the car and drive on the screen in front of you. So again, it's all about activations, Hyundai, a live game. Um, you know, the manufacturers want to, it's called like dwell time, right? How, okay. when we get people in our booth, how long can we keep them in there, keep them entertained, get them to kind of hear our message and what we're about. The longer we can do that, we feel like the more successful we're gonna be at the auto show. That's kind of what they're looking to do, is have you leave with a different impression or, or maybe a first time impression of who they are and, and now put them on a consideration list for whether you're gonna buy next. Well, you know, I just thought about this as you were uh, discussing it, so I'll ask this. Obviously, the high-end cars there, they're doing the test records and stuff, it might be out of most people's budgets. Sure. But, uh, and we'll have this episode within, by midweek this week, so about halfway through the show. But what do you think, if people catch us, should definitely check out if they come to the Philly Auto Show this year? Well, that's, that's the great thing about it. There's something for everyone. And when I say that, what I find personally exciting could be totally different than what somebody else finds personally exciting. We have such an extensive lineup of, of classic vehicles, that could literally be its own show. So if you're into classic vehicles, absolutely a place to be. The Jeep Ride and Drive is like an indoor roller coaster with Jeeps showing the, the ability of a Jeep to climb and descend. and tra If you like something like that, that's a reason to come. If you love exotics, there's no better place to be. We have one of the best exotic car lineups in the entire world that I can think of with, with McLaren and the Twitara that's back there and a Koenigsegg and Lamborghini Bentley, Austin Martin Rolls. Um, then downstairs, if you love getting a vehicle and then adding and modifying and making your own, the dub section is for you. Raised trucks, modified Jeeps, street riders, uh, motorcycles, drifters, um, everything you could possibly see. So really anything automotive, the thing I love to hear the most as being the director and somebody who lays out the floor plan and works on this all year long is somebody that didn't think they wanted to come, felt like they got dragged here by somebody else, <laughs> and leaves going, wow, that was a great time. I had a great time. There's always something on the floor that's going to surprise somebody. Well, let me ask this to wrap up. I know I keep saying that, but uh, do you notice that with your surveys, the reactions, like what you just mentioned, eh, I felt like I was dragged, but when they leave, it's like, wow, I saw this, I saw that. I sh whatever it may have been that caught somebody's attention. Is that part of your survey as well, that when you're getting feedback yep. from folks? Totally is. We, we give them the best thing about the survey. It's an old-school, sit-down, handwritten survey uh, administered by the University of Pennsylvania. The students actually are here. We get some extra help in. And we always give an area for people to tell us what they think, uh, where they can write in, you tell us whatever you want. What did you like about the show? What did you not like about the show? But we're finding that over 10% come for the exotics, over 10% come for the classics. It gets them in the door, and then they stay for almost three to four hours when they're yeah. here. So they're enjoying the whole show. They're making a day out of it. They love going to the local restaurants when they're here. So we have an economic impact of almost $50 million between parking garages and restaurants and amusement tax and things we pay when we're here. 
union labor that we hire. So it's impacting Philadelphia. It's helping everything that's in and around Philadelphia. It's helping the automotive industry. We almost influence over a billion dollars worth of car sales coming out of here. So people not only come and have a great time, which is really my favorite part of watching the show come together or watching the people enjoy what we've done. And the big thing is, folks, not only we missed it this year, but for me anyway, the other thing you forgot to mention right there, the charity aspect every year with the black guy this year, again, helping Children's Hospital. Again, I got kids in my family too, mm -hmm. so it's like, God forbid anything happened to... Yeah, I know it's a good. I don't think I don't. You know, it's it's one of the things I say all the time. I don't think anybody knows until you need it how fortunate we are to have the number one children's hospital in the world in our backyard. Yeah. I have children of my own. They've been there once or twice. Fortunately, for very minor things, yeah. uh, but it is a first-class world organization all the way around. And then there's a the charitable aspect of the show itself. So I work for the Automobile Dealers Association of Greater Philadelphia, but we have our own 501c3 called the Auto Dealers Caring for Kids Foundation. When, we, when you buy a ticket to just the auto show, even if you don't go to the black tie, you buy a ticket to the auto show, a portion of that ticket goes to our 501c3. And last year, we gave away 55,000 coats to local children here in need throughout the Philadelphia School District, surrounding counties, communities, and that's all the support of the 190 dealer members that we have. So this entire show, whether it's the black tie or the auto show, is charitable in every aspect all the way through. And like I said, that... To wrap this up here, because uh, I know your time is precious, it really, that right there, the charitable aspect in China, not only for the positive outlook for the auto community, but trying to help the community as well is such a great thing you guys do. So Yeah, well, when you take a look at the floor right now and the crowds that are here uh, on our opening Saturday, um, this is why we love giving back to Philadelphia, because it's Philadelphia that's supporting us up from the beginning. So. Uh, they come in, they enjoy the show, uh, they're nice enough to come down here and spend some time with us. We love giving back to the same community that, that's here out here today. So, Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, all right? I need help. E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Oh, yeah. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh, my God. Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. This medicine is made for extreme cases of being even keel or having extreme depression. Oh, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increasing amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my! Good old J.R. Jim Ross, the author of Slobberknocker, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Damn right you are. <laughs>